Peace and love, people. Peace and love. I'm back once again. And this is your next episode of Talk With Your Barber. Uh, I have some special guests on the show. But before I want to introduce my guests, uh, I want to make sure everyone knows that we do have a online booking system in the barbershop. Uh, if you are in the Kennesaw area and would like to get a good cut, just hop on over to our website, AmericanHaircuts.com. Hit book now, enter or create your login info, choose our Kennesaw location, and of course, select yours truly, Will Williams. Uh, I specialize in men's fades, the high fade, low fade, ball fades, and even some long layered cuts. Uh, all haircuts come with some hot towel treatment and neck shave uh, with hot leather. Um, and I just want to make sure that everybody knows, man, you know, I've been cutting hair for over years now. Um, and so what you're is and my experience, not just a haircut. Said, I want to introduce customers and friends. Kung Cop. Hey, how are you, Will? What's going on? Yeah, man, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. You good? You good? You good? So, man, what's not much, man. Not much. You know, busy as always. Uh, school, work. How you been? Hey, man, I've been doing my thing, man. I've been doing my thing, getting ready for this podcast show. It's been several weeks um, since I've done my last show, man, because I've taken a little bit of break from podcasts. I typically uh, post a show every week, but with, with buying a new house, getting a new car, and all these things going on, I've kind of taken a break just to get settled into my new place, man, and you know, start working with my dog, getting him all trained up, man, because he's just a little knucklehead. <laughs> uh, of course, yeah, getting everything straightened up, huh? Yeah, man, yeah. But, you know, Anthony, every time you come into the shop, it is always just awesome, man. We get into some great conversation, uh, which made it just perfectly good sense to have you on the show. Thank you. you you know, we, 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 we talk a good bit whenever we're in the shop, but um, this show kind of allows the conversation to get into more detail in our discussions. So, mm -hmm. so Anthony, you know, to, to kick this sort of Q&A session off, I just want to uh, start by asking you to describe yourself a little bit. And so my first question, Anthony, to you, are you, are you more of the, the, the hunter or the gatherer? Well, that's a good question, man. Um, thanks for having me again. But I think definitely to start off with the hunter-gatherer question, um, I think when you talk about hunters and gatherers in a historical context, um, to me, the hunters have always been more straightforward. You know, the manly right. man providers, um, the keeper right. of the household, you know, their word has always been law. Um, I think gatherers, yeah. on the other hand, have been viewed more as a forager, someone who is kind of a little bit behind um, the back of the hunter. You know, instead of someone mm -hmm. who pursues something straightforward, they're kind of nitpicking and kind of going around, beating around the bush. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, when I was trying to answer this question, I had to ask myself, where do you draw the line? Um, right. You know, if I'm pursuing anything in life, do I want to sit down and prepare accordingly? 
um, does that make me a gatherer or do I want to just push through it and jump right into it um, more like a hunter, right. you know? And I think right. naturally I've always been more straightforward and impatient with, uh, with my work and my life in general. Um, but definitely as I've matured and grown older, um, which, you know, I'm only 19, I still have a lot of growing to do. Um, I think I'm aiming to kind of find a balance between the two, um, a happy medium. What do you think? Okay. Okay. I, I, I like how you broke that down, brother. You, you, you really, you know, um, broke that down very, very uh, intelligently for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, and, and it's, it's okay if you can be a little bit of both. I think we all, as men, we kind of have a little bit of both, mm-hmm. the hunter and gatherer within us. You know, um, me at 34 years old, you know, I, I've, I've definitely matured since, you know, my 20s, since I was 21. You know, mm-hmm. I would say early, when I was your age, 19, I was serving in the United States Army. 19 years old, I was in the war in Iraq, all I have to, you know. And so at, at your age... I probably was more of the hunter. For sure. You know, I, I was, I, I, as a hunter, it's very eager, mm-hmm. the thrill, excitement, you know, it was all about the moment mm-hmm. for me, you know, and, and being in a war zone and, and, and you're running around with all these weapons and, you know, searching for uh, weapons of mass destruction in a foreign country. Yes, by all means. At that point in my life, I was definitely As you should be. The hunter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But but as I but Anthony as I have have grown up and I've you know I've sort of mellowed out mm-hmm. and I've matured a bit, you know I, I'm at this age I'm more so the gatherer mm-hmm. now. You know I have so much wisdom. I'm, I'm not I'm not so much hunting or looking for. You know I feel like as a hunter you're always chasing after Definitely. something. You're going after it. You know you're chasing it down. And you know as as a gatherer. You, you, you're very patient and, you, and you're gathering everything that's in your, in mm-hmm. your surroundings and, and you're able to move at a much slower pace. You know, I, I feel as a gatherer, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more like this, this sort of guru or this uh, uh, not, not guru, but I, I, I like to call myself more of a, mm-hmm. a, a wise Yeah, you man. develop more of an understanding <laughs> of what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so for me, it's all about gathering things rather than hunting them down. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I still have that that hunter. For in. sure. Yeah, everyone deep down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, I, oh, yeah. But 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 like I said, it's, 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 you know, I, I got too old now to be chasing so much. I, you know, I have to focus on just being in one place, gathering as much information as possible to, you know, eliminate a lot of fear, a lot of different things. I've been on this sort of uh, uh journey of of self-mastery mm-hmm. this last five or six years as I've grown up and so it, it's, it's all about me I, one thing I've learned on my journey um Anthony is 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 one of the biggest ways to to overcome fear is by gaining knowledge I couldn't agree more. And, and, and 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 that's and that's where I that's you know my my model for for when you go on my Facebook page that, that's like my first introduction you know, and, and, and that's, you know, that's me. That's, I'm, that's, as the gatherer. Yeah. <laughs> Gaining mm-hmm. knowledge. And so, and so, but on to my next question, on to my next question. So Anthony, okay. So you are a new addition to a crayon box. Okay. What color would you be and why? A hundred percent white. 
And I'll, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why before you jump to your conclusions. I'll of tell course. you why. Of course, uh, of course, you would be white. Uh, you know, the, the color white to me um, always at least represents a, a blank canvas of sort. Um, if you can imagine that, you know, and that hasn't been painted yet. Um, just kind of like when you look at a blank sheet mm-hmm. of paper, um, it's always white. You know, uh, the color white to right. me has this appeal and this blankness. And it, it tells you that the story isn't done yet, that there's more to be done. Um, you know, there's more that I need to paint on my canvas. Um, you know, there's always a bigger picture. And I always think that, you know, when you have more space, more white to kind of think about what's going on um, in life in general um, with the people around you, um, you, you can add more to it. You can always grow and push forward. Um, you know, the, the analogy I kind of came up with when I was reading through your questions um, you know, if you have a kid and your child shows you a piece of paper that's blank and, you know, he says he's making a drawing, um, the first question in my mind would always be, what else can you add to the picture? Um, and with the color white, that's kind of what it represents for me. You know, what else can I add to myself? Um, because white by itself isn't really anything. Um, it requires other colors, other mm-hmm. inputs to create something more meaningful. Um, and that translates to me personally, because I'll use my connections and my experiences with other, other people. Um, to grow and add more to my color palette, um, to my box of crayons. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, that, I, that's definitely, I like how you broke that down too, man. You know, white, white, and to me, the color white, it, it has a lot of creativity mm-hmm. in it. You know, like, like you said, it's, it's sort of like a blank yep. canvas. So you can, you can add to it so many different things um, to, to, to just make it more creative and, and more fun loving. Um, but for me, if if I if, if I had to choose a color, it would probably be blue. Blue, mm-hmm. okay, and and yeah, blue, and that's because you know blue sort of represents trust and responsibility, which are two very very important aspects or values that um, things that I value very highly: trust and mm-hmm. responsibility. Um, in my life. That's just that's who that's who I am, and and that's what I expect. Um. Not not so much from others, but from myself. Um, you know, these days and times, it's, it's really hard to trust people. But you know, and, and so I, I try to maintain or, or exemplify the the things that I expect in others in myself. So trust and responsibility are the things that you know I, that sort of rep- and loyalty mm-hmm. sort of represents blue. You know, um, blue it, it, it has this sort of uh, cool coolness mm-hmm. to it. I like to be cool. Oh yeah, man. I know you for that. Cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm a cool. Is it like a, a cool, a cool blue dude, or like you know? a baby blue or like a navy? <laughs> it, 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 you know what? It could be a little bit of all of you know the cool from the cool blue to the baby blue to, to you mm-hmm. know to, to the yeah, navy. all aspects of the blue. <laughs> but 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 mostly a cool mm-hmm. blue, you know, because I you know by all means I, I like to be cool as you are, man, <laughs> as you are the coolest. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I try <laughs> to be. And so, and so, um, so Anthony, my, my next question is, Anthony, what inspires you, my brother? A lot of things, man. A lot of things inspire me. But definitely, I think, um, more than anything, the pursuit of something greater and better. Um, you know, you'll kind of notice the, the theme um, and, you know, my answers is that I'm still kind of working on it. Um, I, I don't really have an understanding mm-hmm. of everything yet in life, but I definitely um, wish to kind of gain that. Um, and grow in all aspects mm-hmm. of, of my life and who I am. Um, and I definitely, I think part of the inspiration comes from wanting to have the ability and opportunity to be, 
to build a meaningful connection um, with as many people as possible and to better myself and help right. others in the process. Um, but, you know, if we're talking about influential people, um, someone who inspires me personally would definitely have to be my dad. Um, you know, when I was growing up, he was always on my case about keeping my room clean, being on time to school, um, taking care of my sister, you know, being respectful. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. Um, it's something that really translated into life lessons that don't ever really leave you once you understand the meaning behind them. Um, you know, as a, as a kid, I realized that um, or I thought at the time that, you know, my dad was just doing it just to get on me. Um, you know, it was a little bit more resentment at the time, I think, than most teenagers go through if they have some strict parenting in their life. Um, but definitely as I've grown up, I realized that the metaphor behind him telling me to stay organized and to stay focused um, was that the fact that he was teaching me skills and lessons that at the time were so basic, um, but they're actually so influential and life changing when they're applied properly. Um, you know, Will, you were in the military, right? You remember, you know, daily inspections, right. you know, shoe line laid out, oh, bed yeah. made. Oh, yeah. um, you know, they, they always oh, keep yeah. you in line and keep you in check. <laughs> and I'm sure you're the same way as I am. You know, after going through an experience like that, you you stay like that for a very long time. You stay organized, oh, yeah. you stay oh, focused. Yeah. I'm sure your desk at home is clean. Your closet is organized. You know, um, I notice myself always making my bed and cleaning my room before I start the day. And it's almost autonomous. That's you know, it. It's an automatic thing that I do. Um, it's not something that I have to force myself to do. And I think really with cleanliness and, you know, the the entire whole nine yards of, of doing everything the right, proper way, it's more a lot more beneficial than people think. Um, and it definitely is something that takes a lot of time to realize and to kind of learn and grow into. Um, but I think once you make it to that point from there on, it's just smooth sailing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Most definitely, bro. You know, and, you know, I, I did a YouTube video the other day on um, how to develop mm -hmm. more clarity, um, you know, and, and, and it's just ironic. We're talking about organizing and, and getting up and making yeah. up your bed and, and, and organizing your, your, your room, your space, um, because that is going to help you to think clearly and, and just have more clarity. And, 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 you know, clarity is power. Okay. And one of the issues with clarity, when, when I, when I notice sometimes if my bed is not made up or if my house is not organized and cleaned up, you know, I, I'm mm -hmm. not thinking clearly, you know, and, and, and that's one of the biggest issues, you know, with kind of losing sight or, 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 or uh, not having the clarity that we need is, is being unorganized or, or and it just creates confusion and just a plethora of other um, just things that mm -hmm. get in your way as far as your, your thinking processes. Um, and so, but I, but I like how you, you stated that your dad, man, is, you know, someone who inspires you, man. Uh, Cause it, it really does start mm -hmm. with your family. Uh, I know, I know with me growing up, I grew up without my mother um, and without my father, actually, you know, I grew up, mm -hmm. you know, adopted and my single parent mom, she, my stepmom, she was always at work. So, I always had to sort of look outside my family for mm -hmm. inspiration. And, and, you know, I, I remember as a kid, I would sit and watch the, 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 um, the army commercials, be all you can be mm -hmm. in the army, you know, and, and that, that is what inspired me. You know, what, what really inspires me is, is seeing people who, who work hard. Okay. Who, 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 who make mm -hmm. the sacrifices, who, 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 who jump those hurdles, 
you know, people who put the effort into moving themselves out into the world, just watching people succeed and overcome obstacles. That is what, that is what inspires me the most. That's why I enjoy talking to, you know, college students and, and, you know, business owners and people who are, you know, who who are hardworking. Yeah. You know, and so, and so that's, that's what really inspires Mm -hmm. me. And, you know, Anthony, you inspire me a lot, brother, because, you know, you have come from, all the way from right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you know, just listening to your story, man, because because I thought you was just a, a white American, man. I, I, I thought you was just a white American brother that just, you know, was going to college here. And then once you started telling me, you're like, no, man, you know, I, my family's back in Russia, blah, blah, blah. And you start sharing with me, you know, what it was like when you came over here and basically by yourself, yeah. you know, and, and, and so that truly inspired me, brother. And so, you know, with that, we, we're going to talk a little bit about that whole experience, man. And, you know, and, and your thought on just what coming here to America. OK, so what so what was it like for you leaving your family in Russia, coming to a different country? Um, it was definitely difficult. I think that the transitional period was really rough. Um, it was something that I personally took really hard. Um, And like I mentioned earlier, you know, being, you know, a young teenager, your hormones are all out of whack. Um, You're still emotionally developing. You know, your brain's not done developing till you're about 26, 27 years old. Um, I I was still kind of at the stage where I felt like I was being pushed away. Um, I felt like I was being sent away. And it was definitely something that impacted me for a long time. Um, And it was something that, you know, I kind of had a resentment or an anger towards. Um, the fact that I was by myself and everyone else was, you know, together. Um, I felt like I was outside of the loop. I felt like I was abandoned. Um, but once I realized that, you know, there's a lot out here, um, there's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of good people that I was around. You know, I went to I went to military boarding school. Um, so that's, you know, how I know about the daily inspections. Um, I had those people around me, much like you said, the, the go-getter attitude um, of the military. You know, I had TAC officers who were, who were Marines. Um, and, you know, there's nobody tougher than a Marine. Um, they they just pushed me so hard um, and it, it really turned my life around. And it was definitely something that I think I 100 percent needed. Um, and, you know, with that being wow. said, Americans in general, I think, are wonderful and very powerful people. Um, I think that the most important thing that we have in this country is the diversity. Um, the diversity gives us power, which some people don't really realize. Um, once you can put all these different cultures together and unify as one and work together, I mean, that power is extraordinary. It's remarkable what you can do. Um, I haven't, you know, ever heard anyone talk about a a country, you know, besides the American dream. Um, You rarely ever see people leaving the United States to go pursue something better versus how you see people coming in. Um, A lot of people, you know, always say, I'm going to America. I want the American dream. Um, And that's very similar to what I went through. Um, You know, Scarface even had that in the movie. You know, they left. They went to America to, to come find something better here. And I think that's one of the most important, most unique things um, about being an American and being in the United States is the fact that you have that ability to change your life. Oh, yeah, that 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 freedom, that personal freedom that we all uh, seek is, is, is here um, in this country, you know, as 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 the United States of America. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us, we 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 forget that, um, but that we still have um, in this country, it represents liberty. Um, in democracy, uh, in which a lot of countries don't have that, uh, you know, that sort of structure, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's so dictatorship, 
you know, but here is is it's more so represent represented by the people, mm. you know. But so um so but Anthony, you know, with you coming here <laughs> and, and coming down south, <laughs> so to speak. Georgia. You know. Yeah, coming down to because you know America is 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 made up of many different parts. Okay. And you you definitely came to the southern part here. And so Anthony, you know, just what what does it mean? Well, how have you experienced the sort of southern hospitality here versus being, you know, in Europe in in you know, living the European way and you're coming down south, you know, and, 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 and especially coming to Kennesaw, is, which is sort of like the, the outskirts of Atlanta, you know, and this is, this is, you know, it's, it's kind of like the suburbs, so to speak, it's the mm-hmm. country. <laughs> so how has that, you know, experience been for you just sort of kind of engulfing yourself into the, the Southern culture? Um, it was very different for me. Um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about it. Um, in Moscow, when I lived there, um, people aren't, aren't, you know, surprisingly, people are not as friendly um, as they seem. Uh, definitely, you know, right. for example, if you hold the door here for someone, um, right. someone here will more than likely someone here will say thank you or, you know, at least smile and right. acknowledge the fact that you're holding the door. Um, you know, in, in right, Russia, right. when I when I was there as a child, I didn't experience that. You know, I, I was always fearful of other people. Um, I, I never knew what someone's true intentions were. Um, I was always told to keep to myself and not to bother other people. Um, and I think here, the, the real definition of Southern hospitality for me, you know, it can't be quoted from anywhere else, but the Bible, you know, love thy neighbor, um, being right. able to kind of know your community around you, know the people who live across the street from you or next to you, um, being able to smile, wave, and just interact with people around you. Um, and even people that you don't know with, um, you know, you and I were complete strangers, you know, a year, a year and a half ago. Um, I think almost two years yeah. now. And, you know, yeah. a lot of conversations. I know everybody at the barbershop. Um, they're very friendly. Um, and that's not something that you get a lot of times in the world. It's very difficult to feel welcome in an environment when you first get there alone. Um, and, you know, my job, I work in sales um, and leasing. And every time I have people come in, everyone's very wonderful. Um, you know, people always act, ask questions about me personally. Um, they try and build a connection, which is something that I think is very valuable in Southern hospitality. That doesn't happen anywhere else. Um, my interactions mm-hmm. with people are always so positive um, and everyone always wishing me the best. If I know I'm probably not going to see them again for a long time. Um, it's very different. It's very really something that you have to kind of ease into um, and, and understand um, you know, my, my biggest thing that I noticed here was um, when I, you know, always came home, uh, you know, in the neighborhood, the neighbors that I didn't even know or talk to would always wave at me and say hi. And I always thought that was such a strange thing. You know, why are these people saying hi to me and waving? I have no idea who you are. Um, you know, I could be a terrible person for all that they know when they're saying hi to me. Um, but it's definitely something that, that sticks with you and it's almost contagious, you know. Um, you always kind of want right. to smile, wave, nod to the people around you just to acknowledge their existence and kind of build that connection from the start. Um, and that's why I think it's 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 so important. OK, OK. Yeah, I, I like that, man. But, you know, and so with, with, with that being said, I, I guess you've already pretty much described the 
the differences between you know mm-hmm. the American culture and the European culture. I guess people are not as friendly or as nice. Yeah, they're you know from where mm-hmm. you're from, they're definitely not as welcoming for sure. Um, I remember <laughs> you know in Russia we we lived in in an apartment, um, and you know you have an apartment across from you and an apartment next to you. Um, and, you know, I remember as a kid when I would play with, you know, the, the kids from the other apartments around us, um, I was always told, you know, you never walk into someone else's apartment. You know, even if I'm playing with the kids, if they walk into their apartment, I have to wait outside the door. Um, you know, when people open the door, they kind of open it and peek out. They don't really fully open up and express themselves um, and give you the ability to kind of connect and see who they really are. Um, and I think here in the South, especially everyone is very open and welcoming and people are less scared. People are less frightened to interact. Um, and, you know, there's the little things that change the, you know, Southern culture from the rest of the United States, you know, such as y'all and ain't, um, you know, I, I thought I would sound crazy the first time I ever said the word y'all, but now it's a part of my vocabulary. Uh, yeah. You know, you all y'all and ain't, um, that's one of those, it's very distinctive in Southern culture. Um, you know, hearing someone in Los mm-hmm. Angeles say y'all would be the most, you know, ridiculous sounding thing ever. Um, but here it's an everyday, everyday saying. And I think, you know, without without yeah. anything else, it's just uh, it's unique. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. I think a lot of that has to do with the, the diversity here. Would you more di- back home in Russia? Most definitely. Um, you know, the, the diversity here doesn't even compare, um, you know, everyone in Russia is, you know, predominantly the, the religion there is Russian Orthodox Christian. Um, you know, the, the beliefs there are very, very, very Christian beliefs. Um, and, you know, not to say that there isn't a lot of Christian, uh, you know, background in Southern culture, because there definitely is. Um, but the, everyone's beliefs here are different. They're most of the time respected. Um, and I feel like the, the diversity in just the people around you, you know, I, I come to class here at Kennesaw State um, and, you know, I have 20 different races sitting in the classroom. I have people who, who barely speak English and they're from from China, um, from Korea. Um, and that's that's how I felt kind of coming in, you know, into uh, the United States when I first came to boarding school. Um, I felt like one of those people that that was very, um, you know, new, but I was I always felt very welcome. Um, and the, you know, the diversity is something, you know, like I mentioned early, very, very important um, because it, it doesn't only teach you about other cultures, but it teaches other cultures about us as well. Um, it's the interaction and the exchange of information and knowledge. And that's how you kind of know yeah. what's respectful, and what's not respectful. You learn from other people. Right, right, right. Exactly. So, so Anthony, are you, would you say you're religious or, or, or what's your, your sort of um, take on religion and, you know, or do you practice any type of, you know, religious um, ceremonies or things like that? Because that's one of the things I try to respect whenever I meet people who are from a different culture is their religious mm-hmm. um, background or their religious practice. I've worked in uh, different barbershops uh, where it was mostly a Jewish-owned barbershop. Or barbershop yeah, so, and I always try to respect mm-hmm. I would, the, I would the, definitely the say owner's that I am, uh, um, I am religious, religious. Uh, practices. I think it's important for anyone in general to believe in anything. Um, as long as you realize that you're not the greatest thing ever and that there is something above you, regardless of what it is, um, I think it's, it's something that is kind of health, healthy. 
Um, and I definitely do, um, you know, practice a little bit of religion. Um, I'm not, you know, extremely into it, but I definitely think that uh, I have kind of a background and a foundation of beliefs that, that make up who I am, um, part of my identity and personality. Um, my family is Russian Orthodox. Um, I always went to church, Russian church as a kid. Um, and Russian Orthodox Christian is very different than, than how you would, you know, think of Christianity here in the United States. Um, you know, it's very similar with, with a preacher um, in a church, but the, the layout of Russian churches is very open. Um, it's a space for, you know, people to come together or come in separately um, and, you know, to walk around to different um, saints um, and, you know, place candles down. For, for example, you have a saint um, of, you know, a saint that watches over like an archangel that watches over your, your loved ones that have passed away. Um, so you can light a candle and put down a candle, for example, for your grandfather um, right. or your father right. or your mother, whoever. Um, and I think that the, the difference in the religion here, um, you know, here and in Russia um, being that I can I can practice what I want um, and I can, you know, feel what I want and and I can still have that connection, even though I'm so far away from home. Um, I can go to an American church here. Um, you know, surrounded by all the lovely, you know, right, Southern right. people. And I still feel like I'm a little bit closer to God, even though it's not the way that I genuinely practice. Um, I would much prefer, you know, to, to come it. home and, and or to come to the church and be silent, right. but, um, and, you know, kind of put a candle down quietly and definitely kind of pray for myself and for my family's well-being. Um, it's something that's very personal to me. Um, and here it's more open and more kind of as a community. Definitely. Yeah. Fellowship. That's exactly how I would describe it. Right. Um, so more of a fellowship. Really what, what I enjoy yeah. um, about being here. And, you know, that's kind of a little bit about yeah. me and my religion. Um, what about you, Will? Okay. Well, I would say that I am definitely a Christian. Um, I'm definitely a follower of Jesus Christ. Um, I'm not religious. <laughs> However, I know that I don't know if that makes sense, <laughs> but I am a I'm more of a spiritual person. Um, sometimes I feel like, you know, religious organizations can kind of separate people mm -hmm. who may not have, you know, similar or the same beliefs. And, you know, I'm, I'm all about mm -hmm. embracing people regardless of their uh, religious background. Um, and so, and so whenever, if, whenever I do business with people, I, I try to, I definitely mm -hmm. have a, like to have a connection, a connection with other Christians, um, you know, but I also like to have a connection with people who are Jewish or people who are Muslim, you know, or Catholic, you know, and so I try to, you know, remain open and that's what spirituality does for me. I, I, I but like mm -hmm. in my home. Um, I have a Bible. I study my scriptures from time to time and I definitely pray every single day. Um, I have a little prayer corner and, you know, um, and, and I, and I pray formally um, before I even start my day. That's like the first thing I do and because prayer is powerful. And, and I think that's something that all religious mm -hmm. organizations use, uh, use, whether they're Muslim, Catholic or whatever prayer um, is, 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 is power. Um, and so, so in, in a sense, I, I like I said, I'm not religious, yeah, but I, I, I couldn't agree with you spiritual. more for sure. And I do believe in a higher power. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So with that being said, you know, um, as we, I got about three more questions I want to ask you before we, we, we wrap this thing up here. Uh, and I want to kind of <laughs> bring it on to a lighter note. <laughs> 
so 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 with, 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 with social media being like the the the, the the biggest thing out there right now and, and people I feel like this is turning to be more of a, a socialist type of uh, uh, community in, mm-hmm. in, or, or country where we're starting to share everything we're starting to share stuff and so with that being said Anthony, what is one thing you honestly that, that's a good question to share? Um, I think with <laughs> you know I mean with everything being out nowadays on the internet, um, it's, it's very difficult to kind of pick and choose what part of your personal life um, is, you know, is something that you share with people. Um, and, you know, I, I actually have a personal experience with this. Um, one of my friends, um, you know, he, he saw me on, on social media one day and, you know, he said, hey, is, that, is everything OK with your girlfriend? And I said, yeah, why? And he was like, well, I haven't seen you post an Instagram picture with her for like months. And, you know, that that really struck me is is this the weirdest um, the weirdest question anyone's ever asked me, um, because, you know, my social life on, on Instagram isn't my social life in person. Um, I, I feel like not every part of my aspect or every aspect of my personal life has to be right, displayed right, for right. everyone to see. Um, I'm definitely of more of a private person. And I think, you know, my parts of my relationship exactly. um, and who I surround myself with is something that. Um, is really unique to me and kind of private to me. Um, so that's definitely something I probably wouldn't share as much. Um, now, you know, I, I do occasionally post a right, picture right. of my girl, you know, how you should, um, you know, just showing love. But I think it's definitely different than um, letting everyone know what my right. relationship status is on Instagram um, or on Facebook. Um, and that's definitely something that I think I would be a little bit more or less inclined to uh, to share. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're so you're not the guy on, on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I mean, know, every other picture is you and your girl kissing each other, holding hands. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you know, my you my profile is you and your girl posting. Yeah, no, profile my profile is definitely about me. Yeah, <laughs> and which is um, nothing wrong. And I don't think it's something that you know everyone <laughs> has to see. I mean, I think if someone's on Instagram trying to look me up um, or find me, they would look for me and not you know me and my girl. Um, it's it's something that's you know it, there's a gray area for sure. Um, but what what about you? I mean, are you big in Instagram? I think I think I think why a lot of mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm big on Instagram. I'm big on social media. Um, but I I think one reason why a lot of guys will tend to post pictures um, of their girls is, is is a lot of times to keep other women, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, from 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 trying to holler. <laughs> You know, and I I think I think a lot of times that doesn't work. You know, sometimes women will see you with another girl, especially on your profile. It makes you look more attractive. Yeah, Yeah, you have females around you. It makes you look a little bit more attractive. You a little bit harder. Yeah, 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 yeah. It does. You know, and so, but but me, you know, I use social media mostly to Mm -hmm. promote. Uh, my 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 different crafts, you know, my my barbering. I have probably about four or five different uh, 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 mm-hmm. profiles on online, and and I just I do so many different things, man. I, I cut hair. I'm a life coach. Um, I'm a writer. Um, I, I I'm a singer. I record music. at SoundCloud. So I got all these different avenues that I can you know use to promote the things that I enjoy doing. My fitness uh, profile, Big Nasty Fitness, um, that's 
another profile where I, I you know, I, I show all of my workouts. Um, I'm coming out with a new uh, BNF uh, active fitness apparel line. And, you know, and so I have all these different things that, you know, I, I do. And so that is what I use uh, social media for, um, you know, and, and I believe that, you know, as a, as a salesperson, you know, as, as an entrepreneur, you know, I think it's good to, you know, let people see who you are, you know, mm -hmm. so they, cause it, it gives people um, an impression of you, you know, and it, it could be one-sided, but it gives people an insight into the things that you like and what you enjoy. And, and so that's what I like to share with people. Um, but when it comes down to like my, my relationship or my sexual sure. yeah, preferences and all that stuff like that, that's something that I won't share, you know? Um, and that's, that's something that I definitely keep private, you know, but with, with, so with that being said, so my, my second to last question is for you, Anthony, um, if you could make a rule for a day and everyone had to follow it, be happy, what would it be? That's, that's the, honestly, the, the rule that I would have is for everyone to smile and yeah. just be happy. Um, that, that, I think, that you know, re regardless of, of the obstacles that life throws at you, um, <laughs> regardless of your situation in life or what's going on, I think it's always important to kind of sit down, relax, you know, smile and enjoy and embrace the fact that you're here and that you're alive and you're well. Um, you know, not, not a lot of people get the ability to do that. And I think it's very important to, instead of looking at social media, for example, um, and seeing all the nice cars and stuff that people have, um, it's important to kind of sit back and reflect and, you know, and say, I have a car as well that I used to get from right. A and B. Um, and it works just fine for me. You know, I have, you know, uh, an apartment or a townhome or a condo. Um, you know, right. I have friends and family around me that care about me. Um, and, you know, not everyone has, has the same thing and it's not always the same case, but I definitely think it's important to be, to be happy um, and to kind of smile proudly at the world and, and take everything as, as it comes. Um, and I think part of life is those difficult moments and situations um, and definitely being happy um, and, and trying to go into everything with a positive attitude. Um, a rule like that would 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 do wonders for the world, for sure. I'm curious to know what yours is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Most Everyone definitely. has to get a fade so, from you, right? Everybody has so, to get a fade from you, so, regardless of who they are. So, so. <laughs> Yeah, that 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 would be the rule. Yeah. Everyone comes to get a haircut from me, but then I probably mm -hmm. wouldn't have enough time in the day to cut everybody's hair. So that probably wouldn't be a good rule. But but if, but for me, um, if I had a rule, you know, music. You know, music is big in my life. Music inspires so many different types of emotions. So if I had one rule, it would be for everyone mm -hmm. to spend at least five minutes in a day sing mm -hmm. their, their favorite song. That would be the rule. You, at some point in the day, you have to turn on the radio and play your favorite song. It has to be a song that you know all the words to, and you would have to record yourself. <laughs> You're about to start a new challenge. You know that, On right? social media. <laughs> You're about to make be viral. So it'll be a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sing-along challenge. That's the not same, a bad idea. The, the sing-along challenge. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, I think I would agree with you in that 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 does um, it does right, come right, right. Um, kind of disconnecting from what's going on from from everything around you and just kind of, yep. you know, 
singing it's it's almost kind of like a prayer you know you're you're singing your heart out um you're kind of letting everything out you're you're kind of putting yourself yeah. out there um and embracing yeah. what's around you with the music and i definitely feel like um that's something that that would be yeah. very influential and important um to kind right. of you know take a couple minutes and just you know just forget about the world um oh while. yeah Yeah, man. Because you know, we all have that one song that we will sing when we're in, when we're driving in the car by ourselves. There's no one in the car with us, and that and our favorite song comes on, and you know your girl's not in there, nobody's <laughs> in there to look at you crazy, and you sing, and you just sing. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! And so, okay, so mm-hmm. Anthony, you know, as we as we wrap this question, uh, this Q and A session up here, I'm gonna ask you one more question here. And and so my last question, Anthony, okay, if you had to give up one thing for the rest of your life, would it be brushing your hair or brushing your teeth? Matted hair, because I can put a hair cap on any day of the week. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you, so you, no, you definitely never. would not give up what, brushing. What do you t- think my girlfriend would say? <laughs> so you still brushing, give up brushing. I don't think she would be there to say anything. I think I lost you there for a minute, but you might be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You still there, Anthony? Of course. Yeah, I think we had a little <laughs> yeah, bit of a connectivity can... issue from all your yeah, laughing, yeah. man. <laughs> it's killing the yeah, internet. Yeah, yeah, I know, man. But I just, I, like I said, I just wanted to, you know, thank you once again, man, for coming on the show. And I just wanted to mm-hmm. tell you, man, I look forward to you coming back and getting a haircut and having some more great conversation in the barbershop. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you having me on here. Um, I, I love indulging in conversation and meaningful dialogue with you. Um, and, you know, definitely would love to do it again sometime. And I'll, I'll be seeing you soon for my usual haircut. Awesome. Awesome. Peace and love. Peace and love. Until next time. Thank you. Oh. Bye-bye.